Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hello, Cosmos Country. Welcome back to another edition of First Team Podcast. I am your host, John Frashante. We have breaking news out of Cosmos Country this week. We have big news that the New York Cosmos have suspended their uh, youth academy indefinitely. I'm joined by Chris Kevlin. He is a fellow New York Cosmos supporter, and he also runs a lower division media outlet called Midfield Press. You can check out his website, midfieldpress.com. We discuss the future of the New York Cosmos, the future of the New York Cosmos Academy, and what does this mean for the club going forward. And if you want to join the discussion, you can email the show, firstteampod at gmail.com. I'd like to get your thoughts on the suspension of the Cosmos Youth Academy because I saw it and I thought it was a shock to me in my uh, belief. It, it really was a shock. Um, but were you in conversations with different people uh, or do you have another opinion uh, on the announcement? I think canceling the Academy for this year makes sense. You know, frankly, you know, it made a lot of sense for the NPSL to cancel their season, USL League 2 to cancel their season, NISA to cancel the spring season. Those things all made a lot of sense. And, and in keeping with that, I think, you know, saying, hey, you know, the Academy is not going to happen this year uh, makes a lot of sense, too. Um, I think it's the, you know, the, the piece that, that maybe um, has, has caused a little more concern among Cosmo, Cosmos fans is the kind of indefinite nature of the message, right? It's like, oh, wait, this isn't just a this year thing. Um, I think that's, you know, that that's the part that I think maybe maybe uh, caused folks to sort of raise an eyebrow and say, hey, what's happening here? Part of the Cosmos statement from Eric Stover was, at this moment, we simply don't have a clear development pathway for the players that being said we don't think it is fair to ask parents and players to continue to invest their time and money in the academy system so at a time when the cosmos um, are supposed to be seen as uh, going to the next level for a club that has so much history and has been playing over the past couple of years in, in the mpsl you have the chance to invest heavily or invest smartly first, but invest smartly in your um, organization. And um, you're joining NISA. It's supposed to be seen from fans as a very exciting and bright future. And then you have this announcement during this global pandemic. Uh, but that wasn't their announcement. It wasn't because of the global spread of the virus and the uncertain future that all businesses will face. We can't continue with our youth academy. It's no, it's because of the basically the cancellation of uh, the United States Soccer Development Academy. Yeah, and I think it, it raises some some you know desire to to really understand what the vision is, right? For the next phase of the Cosmos, right? Um, the academy uh, was kind of one of the one of the last remaining pillars of continuity from the 2013 to 2017 era 
which saw the Cosmos, you know, win three championships, uh, play in a fourth. You know, it was a really successful period of time uh, for the Cosmos and something I think is what the fans are trying to get back to, right? The ones who are who stuck with the club. Um, so, you know, it's it's uh, I think it just raises questions about, OK, well, what is the vision here? Um, because one would have maybe thought that the academy would play a part in that vision. Um, you know, the, the United States Development Academy um, was something that, that actually you could look at as having limited the Cosmos to a certain extent because the Cosmos were denied the highest age group. Um, and they had lost, you know, as a result of that, they had lost some players over to the MLS uh, academies. Right. So in a way, the Development Academy wasn't really, you know, a great format for the Cosmos in that in that respect. Um, so, you know, where does it where where, you know, I think I think that's the the kind of question. there. Is there an alternative we could pursue here um, with the link to Fiorentina? Not that anybody wants the Cosmos to to be a, a feeder team for Fiorentina. But that was sort of potentially a pathway for players to come up with Cosmos, maybe, you know, go professional with the Cosmos and then move on to Fiorentina or maybe move from the Cosmos Academy to the Fiorentina Academy or or something. I don't know. Uh, It seemed like maybe there was a path there. I mean, I'm not looking for for that, you know, type type of approach necessarily. But, you know, I think it's just like a question about what are we doing? Where are we going? Uh, that uh, that's a bit confusing right now. In the statement, uh, Eric Stover sort of alludes to that the parents were paying their hard-earned money in, into the academy for their kids to play competitive soccer for a storied club. Um, but I believe I've heard before that I think Rocco, um, and it was sort of promoted that it was a free academy, that Cosmos, the club, was subsidizing that to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think I can speak with expertise about like how the academy was funded. I had heard the same things that you had heard, but I would add to that that um, my understanding is that there were like camps and things like that that uh, that were were paid, right? So there was an element, a component uh, of it uh, that that was there. But I think that would be a better question for for somebody who uh, who could really answer that with clarity. That would probably be Eric. Again, just to give some context to our conversation here, I try to get in contact with Eric to get a little bit more clarification on what's going on here with the Academy. Um, because like we said, we're fans of the New York Cosmos. We want to see them be successful. But to another extent, not having the Academy for the short term, it's not that we're not going to be successful. It's just um, if it is true that they are trying to find that pathway, like how will they develop players in the future is there a regional league that they would want to join i would think the cosmos joining a professional league they would want to be involved in a national maybe youth league like how the da was it was national but it was regionalized uh, to that extent um so i guess there has to be that pathway um for the cosmos to have that bright future because without young players coming through the pipeline you always need to sign those players down the line yeah, and I think you know you've seen you know some of the clubs from the USL maybe have have uh, moved into the the ECNL right, which has a you know a northeastern 
you know, set of clubs from, you know, Maryland up through New England, right? Where, you know, so there's, there's certainly our options. I think the question is, okay, what's the, what's the vision now for the Cosmos? Uh, where does the academy fit in or not fit in and why, right? Um, help us understand, you know, what we're doing in the next next phase here, uh, because that had been that had been an important part of the uh, you know the 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 vision, the previous vision, right? So, what's the what's the new vision? I think is the the question, um, you know, going forward. The academy over the past couple of years losing players to other professional clubs in New York soccer. Uh, you have the Red Bulls, NYCFC poaching our talent, and going forward, if they do reestablish a youth academy, they need to work on how to hold on to uh, our talent because if you're not making the families pay and uh, put money into the academy for their kid to pay the coaches and to run the system, you're investing in the kid and you hope that that kid then goes on becoming an adult and and plays for your first team and goes on to have a great career and maybe you sell them on and then you can reinvest that. But when you're not doing that and the Red Bulls and other MLS or other local clubs are getting hold of your young up-and-coming talent, that's one, a waste of money and that's not just great for our academy or just for our club. Right, yeah. To the extent that the Cosmos were investing resources in players and those players were moving on i know that i don't i don't think it happened that much with red bull though i think it might have happened to a limited extent there maybe like one or two uh players it was a much more of a problem i think with new york city fc to make that investment into players and then have them move on to mls uh you know academies especially given the history between the cosmos and mls um is clearly you know probably very frustrating you know, for, for the folks writing, writing any type of check to, to support that. So like, I get that for sure. And that's one of the reasons why I was saying, you know, maybe the develop Academy going away is not necessarily a bad thing for the cosmos. Cause it sort of created that dynamic by denying the cosmos the highest tier. So yeah, it would be an opportunity to do something differently. Um, I think with the, with the shared ownership uh, between the cosmos and, you know, a club in Europe, uh, there, that that presents opportunities for players that that maybe even are more appealing than the opportunities they would have with MLS teams. Um, so that could be, you know, something. But it, I guess the question just is going back to like, hey, what's the vision, you know, for the next phase of the Cosmos? Because, you know, this was a big part of the the previous vision. It's not there, or there's no there's uncertainty around it so kind of like where are we going every single tuesday first team podcast will release a podcast with a special guest please subscribe to our email list by visiting our website firstteampod.com to get exclusive emails about our latest podcasts our latest blog posts and more information on the national independent soccer association the new york cosmos and the New York City soccer scene. Stay tuned and keep it locked here on First Team Podcast. I just want to add that with all that's going on throughout the world, uh, and especially in Cosmos country, this is not the worst news at all. It's really not the worst news. I think from my standpoint, it's just we're joining a professional league and you want to have that um, atmosphere around your club that you're doing the right thing, that you are going in the right direction and you have that bright future. 
And so for me, that's just like, oh, well, what's wrong here? And I guess we're never going to get a true, honest answer. We're just going to get that statement from the club. But um, we can only speculate and add some opinion uh, and some thoughts that we have from having conversations with other people around the club. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, you know, like we've said, I think everybody understands that, you know, anything that happens this year at this point is a bonus, whether it's, you know, youth, the pro, you know, the pro ranks. I mean, hopefully the world is in a state, uh, you know, come the fall where, you know, we're all going to be able to go to see Cosmos games wherever the team ends up playing. Um, you know, get to see that that local derby uh, that we would now have. You know, um, so hopefully, hopefully the world gets into that state. But you know, listen, the whole COVID nineteen situation for for the rest of twenty twenty clearly is going to be affecting things in a major way. So you know, it's another lost year, right? In in a, in, a, in a large sense, you know, I think the frustration with that is we're coming off the back of two lost years right so now we're we're in a third lost year this one's out of everyone's control you know there's nothing anyone can do about it it's a global pandemic uh it just you know it's 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 uh, unfortunate but you know i think the thing that fans could read me maybe ask for um is you know hey where are we going you know can we can we talk about a, a vision for the next phase of the cosmos um, help us understand, you know, what Rocco wants to do with the club uh, going forward. Uh, I think the fans uh, generally, uh, you know, have a lot of respect. And, you know, for Rocco, he, he invested time to build relationships, you know, during these thin years with the, the folks who still came out and supported the club. Um, and, you know, his generosity around, you know, the COVID-19 situation in Italy and in New York, I think, is admirable. So I think there's a lot of goodwill towards him. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, everybody's trying to support a soccer club, right? <laughs> I mean, by that, I mean the Cosmos fans. Uh, and, you know, we want to, you know, we could use a positive distraction at this time as well, right? So um, it would be nice to kind of understand, okay, where are we? Where are we going as a club? Um, we understand, you know, you signed up for NISA, and that, that seems like a good step versus the NPSL, right? But, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of aspects of, you know, where are we going to play? What's the investment into the team going to be like? And, and Eric's touched on this a little bit, like he, with the Daniel Workman podcast a little bit ago that he did. Uh, he spoke about some of these things. He gave us a little bit of a hint of it. So I think it's just like fleshing that out more and articulating that more robustly um, is is what is needed uh, in order to, to get the fans excited. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a, anything there that Rocco has said he doesn't like to make promises that he can't keep, right? Like he's repeatedly said that before. And I respect that. I think that's an admirable quality. Um, but, you know, hey, you know, we, I think we've got, you know, two competitors for the sub MLS, you know, soccer uh, dollar coming into New York, specifically into New York City, one in the Bronx in New Amsterdam, uh, one in Queens with Queensboro. Uh, they're both going to be you know, competing for those same uh, casual fans who surrounded the core fans in MCU Park in 2017. 
right, and created that great atmosphere uh, that we had there. Um, so I think it's really, you know, you know how can how can maybe you know Rocco start to share where he wants to take the cosmos in the next phase, um, and maybe you know maybe that puts him out a little bit into you know to making making statements about things that he can't completely control because he can't control the global pandemic. He can't control U.S. soccer. I think as, as the leader of the club, it would be good to see him kind of go out there and say, hey, listen, this is this is where I want to take the cosmos. This is my vision. He's doing very good things in uh, in Florence. You know, um, I think uh, I think we want to see some of that, uh, you know, going forward for the cosmos as well. What I did want to add is Everett Stover did mention that uh, the club was going to go on a international tour. It was going to go to Canada, and I think they were going to make a big payday as well. So that's a massive hit for the New York Cosmos at the moment uh, when they're probably losing a lot of revenue. And they probably didn't know how much money they were actually going to make um, in the fall because you have, what, two, three seasons in the MPSL, and... Uh, you don't know what your new fan base is going to look like. And I think Cosmos supporters, we're loyal, um, but I don't think we actually think about that, is that every time we dip out of the professional game and we go on a hiatus or we play in the MPSL and then we rejoin a professional league, we have to get a new fan base back. And I think that's the hardest thing is how do you bring these fans back on the door? The answer probably is, is that you just keep bringing back new fan base to fill up your stadium you're always going to have those loyal fans but you hope that they spread the word and bring everyone back to the stadium yeah and i think look it's going to require a resource commitment you know back to the scale that we saw you know in the 2013 to 2017 era right um ultimately cosmos soccer is you know about having a championship mentality from the top to the bottom of the organization right uh established players that can be younger players right um, but there's going to need to be a full front office. There's going to need to be a marketing budget. Uh, and Eric talked about some things that were pretty exciting, right? When he, when he shared some of that, uh, you know, teased some of that, what the plans were, you know, that was like the most encouraging, uh, thing, you know, I've seen from the cosmos probably, uh, in a year, right. In terms of just the, you know, as a fan of the club and just getting excited and really wanting to be excited about this. Right. Um, you know, so more of that is really what what I think uh, is is the issue for me. It's it's the youth academy is just kind of like part of of the overall um, issue of just not really understanding the vision of where we're going next. Um, and I think uh, if the, a youth academy doesn't fit into that, that that can be okay. Um, let's just understand what that new vision is. And it would be great if a youth academy did fit into that, right? I think that's more ideal. Right. Um, but if it's not OK, let's let's just understand where we're going um, and that, you know, this is a direction that uh, that, you know, the owner's excited about. Right. Um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, Eric's uh, Eric's Eric's comments that he made were, were encouraging. Uh, this is obviously not encouraging, you know, the information about the the academy. But I think the kind of the cure for that is just more information about what the new direction is. The Cosmos need to have more town hall meetings. 
Um, I think they only had one. I believe during the NASL days, they had one at Jack Dempsey's in Midtown Manhattan and Eric Stover before an away game. I believe it was against FC Edmonton. He took questions from uh, the supporters that showed up. And I think the Cosmos need to have more of that. Maybe now a virtual uh, town hall meeting or a virtual Q&A with Eric Stover. I think that would be really cool because for the past couple of seasons, we've just been uh, left in the dark to a certain extent. We've been loyal. Uh, we've been supporting the team, supporting the youth academy. Some Five Points members have been doing that. But yeah, I would love to see more transparency, more information uh, from uh, the front office. Yeah, it would be nice. You know, I think uh, in general, fans, you know, trust uh, Eric in particular. Right. I think uh, he's been he's been with the club, you know, for many years. Uh, you know, I know that he authentically cares about the club and is, you know, he's you know, he's lived it more than than anybody else who's, who's, who's been, you know, on the employee side of it. Right. Like through thick and thin. So, you know, he has a lot of credibility uh, with with the fans, you know, to to be the one to represent it. You know, also a little bit from Rocco personally would be good, too. Right. Like, um, you know, He's he's somebody who, when he gets passionate, you know, uh, about something, uh, you know, I think it, it it his passion can be, uh, you know, something that inspires other people. Um, so you know, if you're a fan, you see the owner really get fired up, like he does in person when you see him at the games, and he's really engaging. Like that's great. Like that that makes makes us all, you know, say all right. You know, I feel good about you know my. My emotional and you know time investment in in this project, you know as well. Um, whereas you know it was just like it's been a it's been a tough couple of years, uh, you know since that last uh, last last ball rolled into the goal in San Francisco, right? Um, so uh, you know, and obviously right now, you know the world obviously has bigger priorities. Uh, but one of the things that that uh, being a fan of a club is supposed to provide is a little bit of escape, right? Um, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a positive distraction, right? So, yep. um, you know, that would be that would be, uh, I think, a good a good thing to see from from the club is a little bit more sharing of the vision. Um, that might mean stepping out a little bit from making statements that that you can one hundred percent deliver on. Um, but as long as I think the intentions are good and we're, Hey, we're going to try to do this. This is what we intend to do. Um, some things have to go our way. I think that would even just be good to hear, even if it's not a hundred percent something in their control that they can, they can absolutely make happen. What I was saying previously about the front office is I truly believe that Eric Stover is credible. I agree with you. And the second thing is, is that I think as fans, and as very knowledgeable fans, I think we understand that the front office and the management team and the ownership of the New York Cosmos, Rocco Camiso, Eric Stover, we understand that they don't have 100% control of the pyramid and of our future as a club. Yeah, there are fans out there that would probably hate on them. And I believe Eric Stover had to leave Twitter probably because of that. There are your bad eggs out there. There are your bad fans that want to abuse people, but I think there's a decent amount of nice people out there that are loyal, that want to know what's going on, and I've tried to get Rocco on the show over the past couple of weeks, I've tried to get Eric on, uh, but for Rocco, he's just dealing with what's going on in Italy at the moment, and with this club, Fiorentina, so. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can, we can hear from him uh, on the Cosmos 
uh, at some point in the near future. Um, you know, yeah, I, th- I think that's that's really that's really what's needed. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's a you know it's potentially an exciting time. You know, once obviously the whole situation with the public health crisis clears up and and we can all get back to um, you know some semblance of normalcy, right? Uh, the specter of a you know a rival, you know, in the city, you know, in the Bronx, I think is is something that could be galvanizing, right? Um, I think even having a USL team in Queens uh, could be something that uh, that could be a lot of fun in the Open Cup, right? Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good things in the environment, and not to not to overlook also a potential you know a professional team. Uh, over over in Bayonne, right? Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of interesting things that are going on. Uh, you know, I think it's just to understand what the Cosmos role is going to be in that, and what Cosmos are going to fit into that. Uh, because you know, there's more competition uh, that can be exciting. That can be something that gets the fans fired up as well. So it's just really understanding more about you know what is what is what is the next era of the Cosmos going to look like. I know we can't predict the pandemic at the moment. We have to just try to flatten that curve, stay inside, wear your personal protection equipment, and try to social distance as best as you can. But in the fall, uh, when it's decision time for NISA uh, management, they came out with those three possibilities. It was number one, uh, playing with no fans, playing with a limited fan base, or having an open stadium. So... I think there's a lot of things any business has to do before they open up, uh, have that extreme testing and all the other things that go along uh, with the virus, but we just have to take more precautions. Um, but on the sporting side, what do you think is going to happen in the fall, really? Uh, what would you want to see? Because I know I don't want to see no fans in the stadium, but if that has to be, I guess it has to be, right? Um, but then these clubs are not going to make any money if there's no fans in the stadium. So... Um, I think it's a very hard uh, decision to make for the league, but that's probably why they're letting it uh, just play out, really. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've talked to some folks, uh, you know, around around the league about it a little bit, just to kind of get a sense of, of different opinions. So, on the one hand, there's the hey, you know, if we if we don't have fans, uh, how are we going to make revenue? Uh, the, another perspective is hey, we've built up this momentum. You know, if we if we just sort of don't play, we're going to lose momentum, right? Which could be which could be worse than losing money, especially in places where where they have strong momentum. You know, as a as a burgeoning pro club, um, whether that's Detroit, Chattanooga, you know, Oakland, you know, they've 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 all, you know, they're all you know entering a new era, making strides. You know, it you know to lose the momentum could be could be hurtful, right? It's just a bad situation. So you're sort of picking your your poison to a certain extent. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting that I saw today, right, um, on the news was that um, ESPN Plus is going to be carrying the Korean Baseball Organization, which is the Korean Professional Baseball League, uh, six, six nights a week. They're going to be carrying the Korean Professional Baseball Organization. That's how starved... The world is for sports content right now. So could could Nisa, because of the hunger for sports content, could Nisa for the fall showcase or or the independent cup that they're talking about having, um, could they maybe get some type of broadcast deal to help 
pay the bills uh, because people want sports content so much that, you know what, a third division U.S. soccer league with the Cosmos in it, you know, and, and you know, some other clubs that, that, that are well-established, maybe someone would pay for that, you know, just for, even if it's just for this fall, maybe that opens up an opportunity. Um, so I don't think, uh, I don't think you can really rule that out. Right. Uh, and that would be good. That could be a good thing that could help pay the bills. There's not that many teams to split their revenue amongst. I personally, you know, would be very cautious in going to any type of public event. Right. Um, so I am sympathetic to the idea that, that, you know, Hey, these, these things may need to be played without fans. Uh, I would be concerned for, you know, the players and, and the staff involved, um, as well. Um, you know, so even if they do close the door that they, you know, that the conditions be right for that. If we have to wait till 2021 and that means everybody can be healthy, you know, like I said earlier, Hey, as Cosmos fans, you know, we've already lost two years, a third loss here at this point that's out of our control. I think we could we could deal with the short-term inconvenience for the long-term benefit if there's a good vision, right? For the club beyond that. Um, you know, so I think I think that that uh, ideally we'll see some type of NISA fall season. They're clearly planning on that. They're even planning on a summer tournament right now. But I think it's all outside of any of our control it really depends on what happens with uh with the public health crisis and the pandemic and you know if that can be brought under control uh you know and we all obviously do our parts to social distance and take the right precautions when we have to go out um you know hopefully we can make a dent in that as a society but you know the health's got to come first uh you know until until there's a cure or a uh, a vaccine right if sports is um, not that important right now, then just don't play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we would love to see the Cosmos play in the fall, and we would love to see Nisa and the Teamsters and uh, New Amsterdam FC in that derby against the New York Cosmos. But if there's no fans in the stadium and uh, the players' uh, health is on the line um, and we don't have that vaccine or that cure, then uh, I guess it's just not right to do it because why would you want to put your own uh workers on the line really just have to see what it what it looks like when when we get closer to it you know and hopefully it's in a much better situation uh hopefully there's been some breakthroughs and you know some treatments that are really effective by that time that would mitigate the risk you know and whether or not that happens to such an extent that you know people would be comfortable you know going going to attend a game uh or any type of entertainment event live uh, you know, that would be, that would obviously be great if it was under the right conditions and not risking the health of, uh, of, of, of the public. Um, so we just have to see where that's at. But, uh, I mean, I hope that we can have a fall season. I think the prospect of, you know, starting with a new local rival is exciting, right? The plan is exciting. And then have another one come in, you know, in 2021 out of New Jersey, I think is also exciting. So there's a lot of interesting stuff on the horizon, but, you know, we've been pretty patient so far over the last couple of years. Uh, I certainly don't have a problem being patient for, you know, another nine months, if that's what it takes to make sure that things are done correctly. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I really do appreciate it. I want to give a special thanks to Chris Kevlin uh, for coming on this week's episode of First Team Podcast and discussing the New York Cosmos suspending their youth academy indefinitely. Please check out our website, firstteampod.com. You can email the show, firstteampod at gmail.com, and I will uh, read out your thoughts on next week's episode. And that's what First Team Podcast is all about. It's one big community, loving the New York Cosmos, supporting the New York Cosmos, the boys in green, and just supporting independent soccer. I really don't believe there's that much transparency in the beautiful game in the United States. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring you very exciting interviews um, over the next couple of weeks. We have some great ideas and some great shows planned and some great guests that we have lined up and a lot of content in store on our website. So check it out, firstteampod.com. And uh, there's a lot more to come from First Team Podcast. And uh, hopefully everyone's staying safe and staying inside so we can flatten the curve. So thanks again for Chris for coming on the show. And thanks for tuning in to First Team Podcast. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. (laughs) 